0: Welcome to Story U Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I come to you live every Thursday at 4 o'clock Pacific Time and 7 p.m. on the Eastern Coast. It is my joy to spend this hour with you, and I want to thank you for reserving this time to spend with me. In case you miss our live time. We also offer a next-day replay on Friday mornings. If you're driving in to work nice and early, Pacific Time, that's at 6 a.m. on Friday mornings. Or if you're driving in on the Eastern Coast, that's at 9 a.m. We have an app. You can always find us online at 1150 kknw you can also listen to these recorded podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, Spotify, Podcast One, SoundCloud, Apple. You, you have your choice. And I just want to thank you again for tuning in, however it is that you do tune in. You know I'm all about story, the stories you live by, the stories you're writing, stories you think about, one thing that concerns the people that I coach through their storytelling is this notion that writing can control your life. In fact, it's, all, it's often formed as a question, will writing control my life? And I, I hear that enough that I decided, you know what, let's do a show on it. Let's talk about that. Let's get into your identity and your needs and just how the mind can be so suggestive and almost take you down the worry path that you start to think, you know, if I really invest as a writer, if I go deep on that path, it's going to overtake me. We don't want that. And I'm going to show you exactly how to make sure that does not happen to you. It's only going to take another 50 minutes or so with me, and we'll get you up and running, and you won't feel controlled anymore. But if you're feeling controlled right now, I want to welcome you to call in or write in. Let me know how you're doing and what do you need? What do you want to talk about? Would you like a little coaching? Some people are shy. I know, I know, I understand. And that makes it real nice for you if you want to write in. You can do it by writing to my Facebook Messenger. That's Debbie Handrich. Just write to my Facebook Messenger. Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y. And Handrich is just like it sounds. H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. You can also write to Coach Debbie on Facebook. Again, that's D-E-B-B-Y. You could be gutsy, and you could call into the radio show. Actually, I don't. I don't think it's all that terrifying. I really don't. You know, there's other radio shows I listen to. I call in all the time. I tell them my stuff. You know, I'm still upright and working and okay. So we can work on anything you want to talk about. The number here is one eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. And we'll repeat that throughout the show in case you want to give me a call. Today, I am talking to you about this idea of will writing control my life? You know I'm going to be helping with this notion as well as the notion of carving out your story? I'm going to be helping people that are saying yes to my Breakthrough Writers Retreat. You you can't even guess how excited I am about hosting a luxury retreat just northeast of Seattle, Washington. This is happening this year. Remember last year we had to say everything's happening next year or someday. This is happening this year. August nineteenth and august twentieth. And like I said, northeast of Seattle, Washington, I found a Gorgeous location with luxury amenities abounding. Just wait till you see your room. If you sign up for this retreat, you get yourself a nice king size bed, as you would guess. But did you also guess you're also going to get a nice sunk in tub? Oh my goodness. You're going to get a fireplace, a nice balcony. It's very romantic and beautiful why don't you bring your honey? You could do that. I could offer you a nice little bonus package if you want to do that. You're also going to be right across the street from some of our fine wineries and the food is coming from the Barking Frog Winery. Doesn't sound all that gourmet, does it? The Barking Frog. If you're a resident though, you know how high-end and luxury this a barking frog winery is oh ooh the food is good the herb farm is right there it's all included you pay one price it's all included and only for you guys okay nobody else is getting this deal only you guys can have this writer's retreat for 1500 if you sign up soon because I can't keep that open for a real long time. But if you sign up, you know, today, tomorrow, next day, something like that, we'll get you that 1500 And you just have to say, I heard about the price break on Story You Talk Radio. Other people are going to pay a whole lot more. I would love for you to join me. Now, remember, you can find me on Facebook. You can... Why don't you probably need my email address? Want that? My email address is askcoachdebbie, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Remember, Debbie is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. Let's get you that great price. And all you're going to do is pack yourself a little bag, come up to Woodenville in Washington, And you're going to bring that idea you have that you know is going to work as a podcast or a speech or a book or a fabulous article, TED talk, but you're not making it happen on your own. Or maybe you are kind of, kind of making strides towards it, but it could be done and you probably know it could be done. I'm going to help you take a massive quantum leap with it. Now, remember, I did say this is a luxury retreat, so it's not all work and no play. No, 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 no. This is a lot of relaxation. And putting your good mind together with the other people that are coming, as well as some of my renowned teachings. And you are going to make a huge leap forward And whatever that is you're trying to accomplish. And you and I are going to have a little time together before the retreat. We'll meet on the phone or on Zoom, whatever you prefer. And we'll start mapping that out. Trust me, this is going to propel you into the middle or into that two-thirds spot of working on your project. It's going to feel a lot better. And my guess is, if you're not there yet, if you're not feeling like you're in the one control of your writing and your creating, it's because you're feeling like your writing is in control of you. So just briefly, a few things that have to come into order. One is your identity. Another is how you are dealing with your own needs. Another is how intentional you are with your relationship with writing, and we're also going to talk about the power of suggestion in your mind, and how about 90% of it is, um, oh, what's a nice word? Bogus. How's that? About 90% of the suggestion that in the early days of writing that comes to your mind, it just really isn't helpful. It's actually fuel for a fire of worry. So that's something we need to work on too. But it's very manageable and you take huge leaps when you work in a community. So let's just dive into this. If you have been thinking about getting serious about writing your story, your speech, your podcast, Maybe part of what's going on here is that you you know you feel a certain commitment to it, but you don't yet identify as a writer. In fact, if people come by and ask you, are you a writer, you, you might shrug or giggle or, you know, push it all away and say, oh, no, 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 no I'm not a real writer, but underneath it all you you know you have a desire at the bottom line to be very creative, if not an author. So what you got to think about is that developing this commitment, it's almost like developing the identity of becoming a spouse, right? Think about how you identify in the world as a single person and then there's someone special. And then there's something really heating up. And then there's the question, if you're going to identify as one in partnership with this other person, writing is similar. Are you going to identify as a writer? Because if you do, you have come into a partnership with your writing. You are relating to your writing. You've made a big commitment to your writing. There's this funny middle point, And I know that, that even when I got married years ago and, uh, I was feeling, mm, I was, I was feeling at times this fear that I knew I could be a good wife but what about those days if I kind of fell off the wagon and wasn't the best of wives? What about that? You know, do you just do you just jump back in? How does this all work? There was this funny anxiety that would come up. Writing is kind of similar where you get into this midpoint at times with a writing project and and you know you have a certain level of commitment, if not a, a Herculean level of commitment, but you you doubt that you are yet a writer. I know when I would talk to people during my first year of marriage or second year of marriage, and some of them would say, oh, you're in that honeymoon stage or oh, this is the time of, you know, sweet getting to know yous. And, and they'd, almost, they'd almost say it like it wasn't real yet. And I, I came to understand what they were talking about much later. There is this period of time when the totality of what you have done <laughs> comes in and you really feel more of a oneness with the partnership you have taken on. And, and it's really interesting. You go from worrying, can I be a spouse to, I am a spouse to, am I a good enough spouse to, well, I'm in this, so I'm just going to keep doing what I know how to do and be willing to learn more. And, and then one day you find that because of your commitment to partnership, because you show up every day as a loyal one to your favorite other, you are a spouse. You identify with being a spouse. It's no longer just a, a title that came with getting married. It is an identity and it goes with you everywhere. It's not like you can put it away if your girlfriend has a birthday party in Las Vegas. You can't just say, oh, I'm not going to be a spouse for this particular weekend. Uh Uh-uh, you are a spouse. But it also doesn't mean this. It doesn't mean that you can't go to birthday parties. It doesn't mean that you can't spend time with a girlfriend. It doesn't mean that you can't go on a writing retreat without your spouse. It just means that you honor what is required because you are in relationship. And you know what is required after you've been up to it for some time, for some committed time as well. What I think is very, very important is to realize You can have your independence as a human being and still be a writer. Being a writer is not necessarily going to control you, but that depends on the type of relationship you are having with your writing. So think about this, if you don't want to have a relationship with your writing, or if you over-micromanage in some way your relationship with your writing, it will control you. Writing will control you if you avoid relating to it or if you relate to it on such a uh, detailed and, and in all of the minutiae of writing, even when you're not with your, your writing, it's going to control you. It will take over. But again, just like being a spouse, when you are in partnership with someone, you're still able to go and do your job without them. You're still able to take care of your shopping needs without them. You're able to see your friends without them, go on retreat without them. But your loyalty and your commitment to that relationship to your spouse is on no matter where you are and it's really no different with writing it's a relationship it's a partnership it takes a certain attraction and a commitment to get it going definitely but it will only control you if you try to completely avoid that partnership or if you over control it mm-hmm What do you think about all that? I'm getting excited for your questions. I want to hear from you. I'm going to offer you this little break so you can write in. Tell me what's on your mind and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Lisa Downs, host of Reigniting You, the show that takes a positive, forward-looking approach to -to mid-to-late career transitions for Gen Xers and Boomers every Wednesday afternoon at 3 o'clock Pacific. Whether you're looking to stay in the traditional workforce, do your own thing, or retire or semi-retire, Reigniting You is your source for career transition advice, inspiration, and insight for what's next in your career and life. Join me Wednesdays at 3 o'clock to get re-energized, recharged, and reignited. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story U Talk Radio. I'm in the studio today with the wonderful Eric Ryder. It is so, so nice that the world, well, at least corners and pockets of the world are opening up a little bit more. How are you doing, Mr. Eric Ryder? It is so nice to see you. I'm doing great, and it's fantastic to see you again. Thank you, thank you. Eric's got the phone lines open, y'all. We are a not only a radio station show talking about stories, but we are live, and we take your calls. So, Eric, will you tell us those phone numbers? Absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. We're at 425-373-5527 or toll-free 888-298-KKNW. That's 888-298-5569. Thank you. Thank you so much. Elizabeth, I want to tell you that I saw your message that came in on Facebook Messenger I don't 100% understand what you're asking me. So if you want to call in, do that. Otherwise, I'm going to bumble my way through it later on, okay? But I think we could make more progress if you called me because I, I just didn't quite get it all. Alrighty, We are talking about the idea that many of us fear that writing will control us. It just feels like such a big deal. Think about when you were a child and you were first dreaming of being an author, or when you were a little older and you were reading wonderful books and you wondered, what does it take to do this? It's a huge commitment to be successful as a writer. It's not that it takes, um, it's not that, that writing is going to take your life as many people worry, but it is that it will take commitment. It will take knowing what your needs are. And as we talked about in the first portion of the show, you'll have to be willing to take on an identity. And that really means having a relationship with your writing. So if you want a part-time job as a writer, you don't have to necessarily take on a relationship. Or if you want to dabble with words here and there, you don't really have to take on a relationship. But if you are after that credit of being an author, if you want to know that you can get out of bed, take your writing pad and put something down on paper that feels good to you, that invites your reading audience to reach out to you and to participate with you, then I suggest the relationship with your writing. And this is what you're going to find. Writing gets easier when you identify as a writer. When you put in some of the time and you make the commitment to be someone who writes I'm going to suggest 30 minutes a day. When you do that, it's almost like the writing shows up a minute or two before you do. So when you go and you sit down in your favorite place to write, that part of your mind is already up. It's up. It's, uh, it's online. It's, it's going. It's, it's got ideas for you. It's talking to you your identity, your relationship, it's there. It's kind of like when you, you sit down with your honey that you know so well, and sometimes they offer up what you were about to say. It's in that great committed relationship that wonderful writing takes place. It just gets easier when you're willing to say, I am making that time for my writing, it only really, you only need to start with about 30 minutes a day. But you do want to get into a habit of it being a part of your day, meaning daily, as close to daily as you can do. Another thing I want to talk about is that writing requires your intent, not necessarily your control, but your intent. So think about the subtle difference there. Writing is something that you invite into your life. You, you make the time and you invite your mind to be ready to write. It's not something you're controlling, but it might feel that way in the beginning. And it definitely, definitely is something you control when you get to the editing stage. But if you control your writing too soon, you've jumped from being in that free place where you hear your thoughts. It's it's almost rhythmic, it's almost musical. Those ideas, they come, they make their way on the page. There's a certain poetry, there's a certain you're you're taking a dictation. It's It's moving through you. You are intending to receive that writing. You have invited it. It has come. You are receiving it. You're putting it on paper. When you control it, it doesn't feel like that at all. It doesn't have that rhythmic beat to it. It doesn't have that musical invitation about it. When you control it, You're looking for what's wrong, what doesn't belong, what didn't work, what do we have to sift through? And sometimes that starts to feel like it's taking control and there's really no use in doing all this writing. We can get very catastrophic very quickly. But again, if you start with that relationship first, What you're going to find is when you move into that intent, that intent to be with your writing 30 minutes a day, that listening to the writing coming through, that expectation that you can hear what you want to put on paper, then if you start to fall into a place where you're controlling it too much, you'll catch yourself just like you do with your spouse. Right? You catch yourself at times, you catch yourself giving unasked for advice and then go on, "Oop. Oop, honey. Did you ask me for that or did I just put that out there? I'm sorry. I think I just put that great advice out there and you didn't even ask. Oopsie. Let me just Let me just sweep that up there. You can do the exact same thing with your writing. You know, does your writing Want to be controlled at this early stage of drafting out an idea? My guess is it does not. My guess is what wants control is that perfect mind that says, you know, if you don't catch this mistake now, you might never catch it later. And it's just not true. It's not true at all. You have plenty of time to be in that drafting phase in that place where you're just given that first 30 minutes of your day, maybe, or that later 30 minutes after dinner to your writing, whatever time of day it is good for you, when you give to that, the control, that need to edit as you go, goes away. And it is important that you be very intentional that you're having a writing relationship, that you identify, that you want to see your words on paper. Okay. I haven't heard from you, Elizabeth, so I'm just going to go for this question here, even though I don't know if I understand it 100%, but let's just go for it here. Elizabeth writes in and says, I love this topic about my identity. Can I ask you a question? How long have you been writing? I have been writing now for eight years straight. Straight meaning I've been writing almost on a daily basis now. But when I have to tell people what I've produced, I have no idea what to say. I have piles and piles of loose leaf on paper. I have piles and piles of loose leaf paper and all of my writing down. But I don't know if I have a single article in this. Look, I could show, oh, I see what you're saying. I see the picture now. Look, I could show you the piles here. Okay, so Elizabeth has sent in (laughs) these piles on her desk, and I'm just going to assume this is all your writing. I don't know what to tell people, and I don't know what their expectation is. In my mind, I am on my way to being a writer. But how long does it take? How much more time do I have to invest before I cross the line and I really am a writer? All right. So, Elizabeth, here's the tricky part for me. I I I'm really happy that you have written in What I what I don't understand is why does something have to be finished in order for you to be a writer Maybe that's my question for you Are you are you feeling like you've given 8 years to writing that you have stacks of it on your desk But simply by the fact that you don't have a finished article to submit or you feel a little baffled when someone wants to read your stuff and you don't have something to put in their hands, are you feeling like that there's a gap there between really being a writer and what you've been up to? Because if that's your question, I can answer it and i'm i'm at this point i'm just going to go for it i i feel like being a writer is an identity it's an identity with how you listen to what's coming through you and you're putting on the page it is an identity because you're you're not clocking in and clocking off and just forgetting that you write when you're not writing It's, it's you claiming a relationship. So however much you, you complete, so it it sounds like you are trying to complete articles. Is that true? Whatever you complete does exactly that. It, it shows what you've completed, but it doesn't mean that these eight hours were a waste. It doesn't mean that you're not yet a writer. It sounds to me, Elizabeth, that you have a relationship with writing because you said it's happening every day. And you sent me a picture of all these papers on your desk. And I am i commend you for, let me count how many piles you've got going on here. In this picture alone, you've sent me, I can see six piles. So I I just want to say, Elizabeth, congratulations. You're a writer. You are relating to your words. They are making it out on the page. And I would suggest maybe getting in a community, maybe talking to me about getting some coaching, because I hear you have a desire to finish And that finish line could be that you've gone from drafting to having something completely edited, and it's ready for others to see. Other people think they're finished once it's published. I happen to disagree. I think finished is a feeling. It's a feeling of, I like this where it's at, and I can set it over there And I can make a decision today or later to put it in the hands of people I care about or send it out to a publisher or post it on my blog or put it out on social media or whatever. But Elizabeth, you're writing almost every day for eight years. And I honestly think it's probably time to let yourself celebrate your anniversary You're coming up here if it hasn't already passed on an eight-year anniversary as a writer. So please feel free to reach out to me if I can help you take that next step in what I think is hindering you, and that is having something completed. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for your question let's tackle this little idea here, which is your needs. Have you considered your needs? If you're thinking that writing can control you, maybe, maybe, maybe your needs are in the back seat and something else is in the front seat. What's, what's driving your relationship with your writing? Here's a little quote that helps me out, and it comes to you from James Clear, his great book, Atomic Habits. He says, most people don't want accurate information. They want validating information. In other words, when we are not really looking at our our needs as a writer what we're desiring more is some validation for what we've done. And you should want that. There's, there's nothing wrong with the amount of accurate information you're taking in or reading about, but there's also nothing wrong with wanting to be validated for the energy and the relationship that you have with your writing. Re- regardless of how many things you start and don't yet finish. Because it's a yet thing. There's a yet in that requestion, in that equation. If you have started something and it's not finished, it's not yet finished. Who's to say that you won't go back and finish it? But regardless, it doesn't mean that you're not a writer If you have more unfinished work than you have finished work. So let's come back to this. What are your needs as a writer? Do you need someone to read it and validate how it's going? My guess is you probably do. I know I do with my writing. Do you need to be published in order to feel like it's going well? I'd ask you to examine that. A lot of us feel like we do need that. And I'm I'm now at the point where I just I see it as, you know, bonus. It's great fluff. And the reason for that is because self-publishing is the biggest, greatest, most wonderful thing. I mean if you've got an Instagram account or a Facebook account, publish away. People say horrendous things on social media. Why not put your beautiful writing out there and start a trend? See who follows you because they recognize what you are self-publishing is worthy of reading and it encourages others to do the same. Don't forget your needs now. Most of us have great needs around writing and when you're in touch with them and you identify with them, your writing is not controlling you. No way. All right. Think on that. We've got one more little break coming up and I do have time for another question. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150, raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. To Story You Talk Radio. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I talk all about storytelling here. Whether that is the fictional stories you're writing, the real life memoirs you are writing, whether that is the stories that are going into your cookbook, whether that is the stories going into your new podcast speeches anywhere. Your stories matter. And I just want to give a little shout out today for Michael, who has a wonderful new podcast called Voice for Chefs. And it's a number four in the middle, Voice for Chefs. Michael and I worked together for the beginning months of this year, putting together his mission statement, and really working on his goals for the first 12 podcasts that he was recording so that he could draw chefs out of the kitchen and into the conversation of what they've been doing their whole lives. I found his podcast to be not only entertaining, but invigorating. It's inspiring. Now, you know I love food. But even if you just think of food as one of your low-level values, and I can't imagine why you would, you will love his podcast, Voice for Chefs. And if you too are thinking it's time to launch your own, I would love to help you. This is something we're going to be doing on my luxury retreat. It is happening August 19th and 20th. I'll be working with memoir writers, fiction writers. As I said, if you're putting together your TED Talk or your podcast, you are welcomed as well. We're going to take this big quantum leap from wherever you are with this project to that midpoint, if not two-thirds into it. I have this process called the story map. And that's not to be confused with a a story arc or a fictional arc or a formal outline. It's not that at all. It's something very different. But what it does is it helps you deeply relate with the mission of what you're doing and getting down exactly what belongs and what doesn't. And then we fuel you with some bonuses that we only talk about there at the retreat. I would love for you to join me at my writers retreat. This is August 19th and 20th and because you listen to this wonderful radio show Story You Talk Radio, I want you to get the early bird special which is $1500 and all you got to do is write to me on Facebook Messenger or at my email which is Ask Coach Debbie, askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. And Debbie is spelled D E B B Y. Askcoachdebbie at gmail.com. And tell me you're interested in that retreat and you heard about it right here. And that locks in the price. We can have our, our pre session, find out what you're up to, and get you going. I would love it. We're talking today about this notion that many people feel that they're controlled by their writing, or if they really, really give to their writing, it will at some point control them. One uh, one mom that I worked with, she was a mother of twins. She told me, I don't think I was prepared to be a mother of one child. But when I found out I was having twins, the rest of my pregnancy was just absolute panic. Just the thought that all of my initial worries had doubled and the children hadn't even arrived yet. You know, she turned out to be a fine mother. (laughs) And I think many of us have similar and relatable worries, which is that we're willing to take on a new relationship, a relationship with writing. We're excited to see our work published. We're excited to be known as an author. We're excited to move forward with our careers, and our writing has propelled us to some degree. But what we fear is that middle ground. And that's that place between saying the commitment and actually having the writer's life. In that middle ground, we worry that our mind is going to take over. And you have good reason for that. One thing is that the, the mind is constantly... I learned this through neuroplasticity. The mind is constantly, constantly looking for ways to protect you. And via the, the scholars of neuroplasticity, there are ways to reprogram the mind so that you just see ideas as suggestions and not control. So here's an example. You might sit down to write and hear your mind telling you, if this thing you're going to write isn't going to get published, there's really no reason to do this. That's just your mind. That's just your mind keeping you in the habit that you've always had, which is not writing this article. Or the mind might say to you, you know, I I suggest, in fact, the mind doesn't even use the word suggest. So that's why part of the reason it's so difficult to understand that it's your mind and it's fear. It's fear trying to get under your skin there. But your mind might say something like, you know, it's summertime and you got all kinds of great plans coming up. You don't want to do this now. Why would you do this now? It's really a mistake to do this now. Your mind can pull these key words like mistake It'd be a mistake to do this now. But that is just suggestion that you stay the same. So think about this. Most of us like to do things the way we do things, right? If you're, if you're comfortable in the evening watching a little Netflix, why change? You know, why, why do something different? That's nice and comfy. And I'm not saying you shouldn't. However, when you're trying to take on a writing practice, and if you know that writing in the evening is the best time for you in particular, you're going to have to nudge some of that Netflix time. And the mind kicks in and tries to let you know it's not a good idea. It tries to keep you comfy doing what you know how to do because change, according to the mind, is really tricky business. Well, it's just suggesting that you keep things the same. It's just playing out its fear and its worry. So what I find is it's important to realize that, A, I want to identify as a writer, and B, it might mean I'm going to have some uncomfortable moments where I sit at my desk or I sit in front of the fireplace or I sit on the couch or I sit and I look out the window and I commit with my timer that the next 30 minutes is going to my writing. If I can do that, I am forming a relationship with my writing and I am honoring the fact that I feel a need to write. I feel a need to share my ideas with others. And it also helps me be very intentional about my time. Again, there's nothing wrong with Netflix. Did y'all catch Gilmore Girls? God, that became like my favorite show for the last few months. I know it was long ago, but it was so good. I loved it so much. And then Merlin, did you see Merlin? Oh, it was so good. And I'll tell you this, I'm kind of glad that I'm not dedicated anymore to making my writing time be in the evening. Because I can sit there and be comfy and do my Netflix at night. But in the morning, yeah, there's no Netflix going on. Uh Uh-uh. No way. That has become a very established time for me to write. And in the beginning... I don't remember having a very good relationship with that Mm -mm. as I was coming into identifying as a writer, and that was a little tricky. There was a big hurdle to go from being a journaler. I'm someone who journals. I would say that all the time. I love to journal. I'm comfortable with my journal, and I did that at night, late, late at night. But a writer, hmm, what's that? It sounded so big. It sounded like it was the same as an author, and in many ways it is. Because as you know, an author is someone that has a relationship with their writing and can show you the effects of that relationship by putting something published in your hands. An author is published. A writer might be and might not be but an author is. An author is published. So when you are sitting at home in the evening, considering, do I need to part ways with your Netflix habit? I'm going to say you don't have to, but I'm also going to say if you have a need to write, if you have an intention to write, And the evening time is the best time for you to do it. You might want to start setting that timer and developing a relationship with your writing. Why don't you start with 12 minutes? 30 might feel kind of lofty. Might seem like a real long time. 30 minutes, you know, that could be a whole show. Could be a whole episode of Gilmore Girls. But 12 minutes, that might feel more doable. Just to recap here, I want to make sure you understand, just like Elizabeth brought up, you're still a writer, even if you're finding that you start far more things than you finish. Elizabeth pointed out it's about the relationship, the time. She's been writing for eight years on a near daily basis, and she has piles on her, on her desk showing me that she's been up to a lot of writing. So I would say she's a writer. I would also say that Michael, who has done the podcast, has been dabbling with the idea of being a writer. And he might even, if I was to catch up with him today and ask, have you adopted that? Have you adopted that you are a writer? He might tell me yes. I know what he had to do with his mission statement and creating those first 12 podcasts, and he's gone much further. So he might, at this point, really relate because he's been intentional, because he's honored his needs, because he's had his launch, because he's published that podcast. He might be saying now, you know what? I think I am a writer at this point. I think I do have a practice going on because I know he is podcasting every single day. So I know he's creating content. I also know that Rebecca's a writer. Rebecca is working on a wonderful memoir. It is a delight to work with Rebecca. She has found that writing now calls to her. I love that she said this to me in our recent one-on-one meeting, that, that her writing calls to her when you are writing on a regular basis, this is what you can expect. It's not that writing controls you. It's that you've developed a relationship with your writing and it calls to you. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily call to you in, in some way that's aggravating, although it, it might. It might wake you up at 4 a.m. as mine did the day before yesterday. I wasn't very happy about that but it had good reason. And again, you're going to develop a relationship with your writing and you're going to understand that it wouldn't bother you in the middle of the night if it wasn't for a good reason. So sit up and write down what it has to say. You're going to find if you don't fight it, instead of tossing and turning for 90 minutes, you might only need nine minutes to write down whatever's on your mind and you can roll over and go back to bed. That's often my experience. I just have to get to the point where I'm willing to turn on the light. And again, that can feel like I'm controlled. But what we, what we understand is we have a relationship with writing. It's calling you. It's not controlling you. So I welcome you to go deeper with this. If my writing retreat is speaking to you, I want to hear from you because I'd love to see you there. We'll spend 30 minutes before getting your ideas fleshed out so you come prepared and you can spend a good amount of time in luxury at the retreat. That's all I got for you today, but I'll be back next Thursday. I'm wishing you a wonderful week. Until next time, namaste, my friends.